Hey, hey, welcome to episode five of Going Guilt Free. And this week I am talking about the worry and the fear of what other people think. Welcome to Going Guilt Free, the podcast for people pleasers, rescuers and fixers who are exhausted, drained and fed up with not being seen. It's time to break free of those patterns of self-sabotaging behaviour, put yourself first, get over the past and learn how to enjoy this messy life without feeling guilty. So welcome to the show and I'm your host Sarah Dodsley and this is a really valuable topic to talk about because I think most of us have experienced at some level that fear of what somebody might think about us and you know to maybe one end of the spectrum a casual you know worry about what somebody might think or you know their opinion of us to the other end of the spectrum where it can be really consuming and you know where I operate in terms of my work is towards you know middling to more serious end of the spectrum because I see this working and operating in the people that I work with frequently and so first of all I just want to address the fact that worrying or being concerned about what somebody might think in itself is not problematic and actually it it can ensure that we are being considerate and we are being mindful of other people um you know and not just operating from a very selfish place and so that's fine however for many of us it can become really consuming and very problematic because what happens is it ultimately fuels our people pleasing habits and this you know people pleasing behaviors and the impact that it has on our lives is at the heart of what I do and so people pleasing you know a very simple level can look like not being able to say no but what is also wrapped up in that element of us is you know, being totally consumed by what people think and constantly making sure that everybody's needs are attended to so you don't look like a bad person. And we don't, you know, we don't want to be disliked. So we want people to think well of us. We don't want to be disliked. We want to fit in. We don't want to be rejected because being rejected or being disliked is you know one of the worst things that could happen to a people pleaser it's often one of the core fears that will come out through the work that i do and i know this to be true because i am a recovering people pleaser and i've spent the majority of my life making sure that everybody else feels okay and I, you know, I am fully aware of how exhausting it is because what we have to do as a people pleaser is essentially mould ourselves, shape ourselves, bend ourselves into every single possible situation 
and context and group of people to make sure that nobody thinks badly of us. Well, that's our fear. So what does that mean? It means that you are never truly yourself because you are having to determine how you need to be around other people all the time to make sure that you fit in and make sure that you are not rejected. And you know what gets wrapped up in that whole situation is, what will they think of me? What will they think of me? You know, and even just describing it is is exhausting, is really tiring. And, you know, I know that to be true because until recently, that has been my lived experience. And what I'm, you know, what I love being able to say now is that I have made some tweaks and changes to my life in this particular area really over a period of the last eight or nine months. I mean, I, for me, like I am continuously working on um, my own stuff, if you like. But in this particular area of people pleasing, it has been, I would say, the last eight or nine months. And I am really beginning to see the impact now. The results are really starting to show through. And so I really want to share with you, you know, that process that I have gone through. And so for you to know that it is it is completely possible. And, you know, to be really clear, I'll let you know the extent of my people pleasing, you know, how bad it really was. You know, I would agonize over how I came across to complete strangers, as well as people that I knew really well. It it consumed you know, my every day, it drained me every single day. And I was often completely overwhelmed emotionally, because I was constantly, you know, agonising over how I'd come across in a conversation. Did I say the right thing? What would they think of me? Did I look stupid? And it was it was draining the life out of me. And interestingly, when I look back, I can see how actually it whilst I live with it every day, that it actually crept up on me because, you know, caring about what people think can actually seem like a virtuous um, trait to have. You know, we associate it with being kind, being considerate and being thoughtful. So, you know, what I found and what I find in my clients is that there's a huge amount of motivation to stay stuck in that pattern because we want to be seen as kind and caring and considerate and look at how thoughtful I am look at how considerate I am making sure that this person is okay before my own needs are met and so there is a fear attached to changing that way of behaving and that way of thinking because we can't bear the thought of being disliked and if we change our patterns if we stop taking care of the people around us or if we stop molding ourselves to fit everybody else's situation then maybe we'll be you know we will be disliked which means that somebody is going to think negatively about us which ultimately means we will be rejected and so we we keep you know fulfilling everyone else's needs um, first before our own and that perpetuating cycle is to you know to stop us from thinking that we are selfish 
So I'll give you a really, a really, um, you know, I'll give an example from kind of both ends of the spectrum from, from me. And these are genuine examples. So if I ever had an interaction on Facebook, for example, selling items on Facebook, Facebook sales, I would be just terrified that the person might think I was coming across as rude. I would, you know, redraft my reply to somebody, um, you know, and I would do that in communications generally as well, you know, in emails and text messages. Does this look rude? Do Are they going to think I'm a bad person for the way that I've written my message? You know, so that's in relation to people that I don't even know that well. It would consume my energy. And then to the other end of the spectrum, you know, people that I do know well, constantly worrying about what friends and family think of me. I don't ever want to come across as mean or as selfish or as unkind and so you know I'd, ha I'd constantly modify my behavior I wouldn't say no to things you know bending over backwards for everybody attending everything because you know I can't possibly have them think badly of me and you know the way that I have been able to change things is hugely transformational but it has been gradual because I know that, and I, you know, I know this myself, and I know this from the work that I do, is that big changes can be really overwhelming. And, you know, we're frightened of, because if at our core level, we want to be seen as kind and caring, and we think that by, you know, by stopping being considerate of other people, that might change that, then we're not going to make the change. It's not sustainable because it's at our subconscious level is a core part of our identity. It's a core part of who we are. It's not necessarily a healthy core element, but, you know, it's it's a part of our subconscious programming and no amount of conscious realizations will change the behavior. You know, we have to get to the root of it. So in order to, I think, make the changes real and lasting, they have to be small compound and you know to make them sustainable so if any of this is you know is resonating to you resonating with you i want you to you know to ask yourself how much is the fear of what people think impacting on your life right now and where is that showing up for you you know is it you're worried about what your friends might be saying about you behind your back, what your family might be saying about you behind your back. Are you worried about how you come across in conversations with people? And, you know, if you are aware of a, a nervous energy around this as I talk about it, or even, you know, a sense of exhaustion as I talk about it, or a, that kind of charge, that energetic charge in your body, then, you know, you're in the right place. And this could really help you. And I, and so following on from that, I really want to, I want you to ask yourself, you know, do you want to live your life in someone else's head? Because that's what happens when we are worrying about what other people think about us. We are living our lives, you know, outside of our own existence, worrying about what they might think and what that might mean if they think that. Second guessing And, you know, do you want to live like that? And I'm hoping that 
if you're listening to this and you know these words are resonating with you that the answer to that question is is a resounding no you don't want to live like that anymore and i also know that the change or the idea of change can be scary so let me walk you through it where do we start so firstly it's it's getting really clear and recognizing the extent of the situation you know exploring where it stems from also and I'll talk about that in a little bit more detail so you know getting getting clear on how much is this ruling your life how much of your day are you spending worrying about what other people think and the only way to do that is to bring that into the conscious so start tuning into where your energy is going where are your thoughts going is your immediate thought I wonder what they think about that and start to notice and start to recognize. And once we start to recognize and get really clear, we can then take responsibility for those feelings. And you know, it's not about blaming ourselves for it. It's not about punishing ourselves for feeling this way. You know, it's a, it's a really common way of thinking. And we get to take responsibility and we get to commit to being able to take some steps to move forward. And then the second thing is to to acknowledge that, you know, a fear of of what people might think is actually linked to low self-worth and low self-belief. You know, that fear of getting it wrong, making a mistake. What will someone think of me if I do this wrong? You know, perfectionism is likely to be at play here as well. I have to do everything perfectly. I have to get things right. That's probably wrapped up in the behavior too i know it certainly was and is for me and it's all to do with not feeling worthy enough and you know also i want to suggest to you that worrying about what other people think is also likely to show up as needing a huge amount of reassurance and validation from other people because that's actually you know what we're seeking we're seeking that tell me i'm enough tell me i'm enough and we you know we outsource that to people around us and actually someone could tell you every single day you are enough until we actually believe it internally it, it i can assure you it really won't make any difference and where it often stems from is not having our needs met in some way when we were children and that can show up in a number of different ways you know for example maybe having to take care of siblings or having too much responsibility on your shoulders for a young age feeling responsible for a parent you know feeling that it was your job to make them happy maybe a parent that had you know depression or struggled emotionally and as kids, what we do is we we think it's because of us. We think, I'm, you know, I'm not good enough. Therefore, I have to make sure that I make this person happy. And if I do that, then I'm worthy. Maybe you were once told you were being selfish. You know, it could be something as, and I say small because it it's a small comment, but it can have a huge impact. And we form our, you know, core beliefs around these events and these things that happen to us and you know, and it teaches us that other people's opinions matter more than our own. You know, we're taught at a very young age that we have to achieve, we have to 
receive accolades, we have to get certificates, we have to pass things, you know, and it teaches us that, you know, the validation has to come from an external source. We, we give our power away, essentially. And we have not been taught how to really, truly value our own opinion until now. You know, we get to change this. And in order to begin, in order to really make the changes, is we need to know what really, truly matters to us as individuals. What are our values? And this was a big game changer for me. I took part in a values workshop in the summer last year with a really amazing coach who I followed for quite some time called Laura Husson. And it had a huge impact on being able to prioritize my own needs, you know, and to stop worrying about what other people think and to stop the people pleasing sabotaging cycle and you know it it had such a huge impact that I'm you know I now incorporate in this into the work that I do and actually it's um it's an entire module in my group program save yourself first and it's values and and visualization because we need to get really clear on what matters to us and then see that in our lives see how we get to live in line with those values and what I learned from this program that I took part in was that, you know, when, when, when we're asked, well, what are your values? What we often do is we select values that we think we should demonstrate. You know, I need to be courageous. I need to be brave. You know, things that we think other people will value. So once again, you know, giving that power away to everybody else. But actually, what we can do is identify the values that are a part of us intrinsic core values that are not chosen they are a part of who we are and we all have them we all have them and realizing that these values are you know living in line with these values is actually non-negotiable if we want to develop our self-worth and if we want to make changes to how we live and to not worrying about what other people think of us. And so my, my core values came out as trust, which is also safety for me, trust and safety, they're intertwined, space and communication and they are I mean I do have other values but these are my three core values that I see as very important in every single area of my life you know they are at my core as a long-time anxiety sufferer I know that if I can feel safe in a physical environment and in my body then my anxiety will be reduced if I, and that is, you know, that's about trusting myself, the environment, the people I'm with. I know I need a huge amount of space because, because I, my natural state is to give my energy away. That can be very depleting for me. So I need to make sure I create a lot of space on my time and space on my own to recharge. 
And I always thought of myself as this real, I need to be around people for energy. And that's not actually true. I need both, but I recognize that I need a lot of space. And communication is my third one, which, you know, it's, I need, I like to have clarity around my conversations and my communication with people. And that's a, communication is a very, very common one, often comes up in the people I work with. And so once I saw that those were my core values, I then, and you know, an intrinsic part, um, actually what happens to me if I don't give attention to those values and make sure that I am tending to them and creating opportunities to be in line with them in my life, what results is I become low, I become exhausted, and I start to feel very, very drained. So once I've, you know, I've recognized the impact of not creating opportunities to feed these values, I've realized that it's not self, it's not selfish to work with them. It's not selfish for me to, you know, to give attention to them. Because if I if I am able to live my life in accordance with those values, then everybody else gets a better version of me as well as me getting a better version of me. And I want you just to think about that because that's a really core piece around people pleasing is that I can't possibly put myself first because I have to put everyone else before me. And that's fine until you have nothing left to give because you've given it all away. So by allowing yourself the time and space to tend to your needs, you're actually more available for other people. And so the I, how you identify your values is not something I can really share on the podcast because it's very individual and it's a time consuming process. But that is something that forms an entire module of my group program and is part of my one to one work, too. And it's a, always a big tipping point when I work with people when they suddenly start to shift into, oh, I actually can do this for myself and it doesn't feel I don't feel guilty for doing it. So it's massive. So if you want to know more about that, I am going to be talking about the group program more. It will start, the second round will start again towards middle towards the end of April. And I'll be talking about that more on social media. So if that's something you're interested in, then stay tuned or feel free to contact me. So I want to leave you with one final reflection. And you know, one of the fears that we have about, you know, giving up our, what do they think of me? I must look after everyone else behaviors is that, you know, we're going to become cold hearted and selfish. Um, you know, so am I this, you know, unkind, rude, thoughtless individual? Now I have been able to prioritize, you know, my needs. And the answer to that is, I don't think so. You know, I feel actually now I am more myself than ever I am a truer version of myself and I have been able to create some really clear and important boundaries that I work with all the time and so I'm no longer molding myself to fit everybody else's expectations I am no longer people pleasing at the level that I was and I and I'm still a work in progress I'm still able to recognize occasions where I do give too much and 
and I, you know, I see the impact that it has, and then I get to reflect and I get to make further tweaks and changes. And you know, this is the same for all of us. There is no cure. There is no fixing. No one needs fixing. But we get to reflect and modify. You know, and we are all a work in progress. And I can truly say to you that you know the my fear around what people think is has flipped has completely turned on its head you know it is not something it's not gone because I think everybody will inherently have that fear but it is not consuming me it does not drive my behavior any longer and that is massive and if it's possible for me then it is absolutely possible for you too and so my invitation for you as I end this episode is to take some time to really figure out what matters to you and how you can bring more of that into your everyday life. I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Please feel free to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. If you aren't already, head on over to Facebook and join my free group, The Empowered Collective. I really look forward to spending some time with you again soon. Bye.